0: Your host Scott Singer, and you are now tuned into Biofuels Daily. It is Tuesday, January 14th. Did you know that if the Silver Surfer and Iron Man teamed up, they would be alloys? Now to today's top stories. Our first story today comes out of Norway. A consortium of industry partners has been awarded a government grant of NOK 33.5 million, equivalent to 3.8 million U.S. dollars towards the development of a liquid hydrogen fuel supply chain in Norway for marine applications, writes David Tinsley. The aim of the project is the creation of a full-scale and reliable national hydrogen infrastructure to support the strategy of decarbonizing Norwegian maritime transport. The participants in the initiative are looking towards making liquid hydrogen available for commercial shipping within the first quarter of 2024. The consortium is led by Bergen-based power generator, BKK, state-owned energy corporation, Equinor, the former Statoil, and industry gas supplier, Air Liquide. Other partners are Norwegian ferry operator, Norled, Viking Ocean Cruises, the Wilhelmsen Group, offshore supply-based specialist, Norse, Norwegian Research Center, Norse, and industrial cluster, NCE Maritime Cleantech. The project encompasses the entire value chain, from production and storage to transportation to end-users. Liquefied hydrogen is considered one of the optimal zero-emission fuels for vessels with high energy demand and has already been selected for Norway's first hydrogen-powered car ferry, due to enter service with NorLed in the Stavanger area during 2021. The consortium's goal is to kickstart the local market by delivering liquid hydrogen produced through electrolysis. Wilhelmsen and Norsey have the remit of developing a new and flexible liquid hydrogen distribution concept, including zero emission ships for transporting the fuel, plus terminals for storage and bunkering at North Sea supply bases. Wilhelmsen and Viking Ocean cruises, like NorLED, also intend to become hydrogen fuel users. It is envisaged that the planned hydrogen terminals will additionally serve other forms of transport, including buses. BKK's Chief Executive Officer Janique Hillen said, This is a very important day for the industry and for the maritime sector. Currently, there are ongoing hydrogen projects within the fields of cruise ships, offshore vessels, ferries, and fast ferries in Norway. But in order to accelerate shipping's transition to zero-emission solutions, we need to establish a supply chain for green hydrogen. This project therefore gives great potential for both industrial development and significant emission reductions. Financial sponsorship is being provided under the Pilot E scheme, which is overseen by the Norwegian Research Council, Innovation Norway, and Innova SF, an agency of the Norwegian Ministry of Climate and Environment. The objective of Pilot E is to promote fast-track development and deployment of energy technology products and services to stimulate and assist the maritime sector's shift towards zero emissions. It is designed to support participants throughout the development pathway from concept to market introduction. Norled's pioneering ferry will be installed with an energy system based on two 200 kilowatt Ballard fuel cell modules and will store three tons of liquid hydrogen. Arranged out for 80 cars and 299 passengers, the double ender will be deployed between Helmland, Nesvik, and Skipvik forming a connection of the country's Western Highway 13. Construction has been awarded to Norwegian contractor Wescon using an 82 meter design from LMG Marin due to make her debut in the opening quarter of next year. The ferry will bunker liquid hydrogen every three weeks from road tankers. LMG Marin, Norled, Wescon, and Ballard Europe are among nine European partners involved in the EU funded flagships research and innovation project aimed at realizing hydrogen-fueled vessels. Besides the new build at the Westcon Yard Yard Norway, one of two double-enders ordered by Norled at Turkish Shipbuilder at a shipyard and initially designed for biodiesel operation will also be adapted to run on hydrogen. Both vessels will have capacity for 199 passengers and 60 cars and have been assigned to the Finsambandant route north of Stavanger on scheduled delivery from 2022 onwards. Our second story of the day comes out of Italy. On the 16th of December, the company SNAM doubled the volume of the hydrogen blend which was experimentally introduced into its natural gas transmission network in contursi Terme Salerno to 10%. This came just a few months after the 5% hydrogen blend was introduced into the network for the first time in Europe, directly supplying two companies as part of an experiment carried out by SNAM last April in Contursi. The industries involved are the same as before a pasta factory, and a mineral water bottling company that both operate locally. A 10% of hydrogen in the total gas transported annually by SNAM could mean that 7 billion cubic meters of it are introduced into the network every year. This amount equates to the annual consumption of 3 million households and would reduce carbon dioxide emissions by 5 million tons. Hydrogen could play a crucial role in helping to achieve European and global decarbonization objectives by 2050 the combustion of hydrogen does not generate CO2 emissions, and green hydrogen produced through electrolysis using renewable sources such as solar and wind power will allow these non-programmable resources to benefit from the extensive gas transport and storage network and help to overcome the challenge of intermittent green energy. In Italy, hydrogen has excellent development prospects thanks to considerable natural potential for producing solar and wind power and the extensive gas infrastructure. According to a SNAM McKinsey study, Hydrogen can meet almost a quarter, 23% of national energy demand by 2050, in a 95% decarbonization scenario, which would be necessary to reach the target of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees, more than the current combined market share of electricity generated from renewable and fossil sources, 20% in 2018. This growth could be made possible through the progressive consolidated decrease in the cost of producing renewable solar and wind electricity, and a reduction in the cost of electrolyzers caused by the large-scale production of green hydrogen. The greatest potential for hydrogen use concerns the transport sectors, trucks, buses, and trains, the residential sector, heating, and some industrial applications, refining ammonia production, steel production, and other processes that require high temperatures. SNAM has recently set up a business unit dedicated to hydrogen and is engaged in research and development in the sector. On an international level, the company is part of the Hydrogen Council, an initiative launched in 2017 at the World Economic Forum in Davos to create a coalition of leading companies from various sectors who are all committed to accelerating investment in hydrogen and Hydrogen Europe, which brings together over 100 companies, about 70 research institutes, and 13 national associations. Our third and final story of the day comes out of Australia. In Australia, the Minister for Resources, Energy in Northern Australia, as well as Japan's Minister of Economy, Trade, and Industry met in Melbourne to sign a Joint Statement of Cooperation on Hydrogen and Fuel Cells, which assures the exchange of information and trade resources in order to enhance the growth of the Hydrogen Society and the Minister's respective countries. Japan and Australia have each played pivotal roles in the growth of the global hydrogen economy, Japan Building Hydrogen Production Systems, improving the associated tech of hydrogen infrastructure, and facilitating the growth of the demand market, while Australia is building up a production base to meet both future export demand and fostering domestic demand in niche hubs. Australia's Minister for Resources, Energy, in Northern Australia stated that Australia and Japan recognize the hydrogen, that hydrogen is a key contributor to reducing emissions, especially when produced from renewable energy or fossil fuels combined with carbon capture utilization, and storage. So let me know what you thought about today's podcast and send me an email to biofuelsdaily at gmail.com. Lastly, if you could please subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening and remember to always go green.